I'm not sad. I'm glad. Get glad trash bags at your local Walgreens. Hefty, hefty, hefty. hefty. <laughs> I, thought I think you can tell who bag. the muscle heads are. <laughs> I also thought of it because it's heavy, and if we were to put them in a the garbage bag, we need the hefty one. Nah, fuck it. Welcome back to this new episode of Drunken Juries on a very topical thing that we've never done before. We've never done anything. guests, Optimus Prime. <laughs> I didn't like the gulp. <laughs> I'm glad gulp. that we actually picked it up, though. That's going yeah. to be in there. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we got a fun, not fun. Take that back. Okay. So uh, this is going to be a little bit different. Um, by the way, I'm Jeff. I guess we can do this first. I'm Adam. <laughs> I'm Bumblebee from uh, Shut the, the 2009 Transformers. Your whole audio is just fucking gone now. I don't know. I'm Nick. I'm You're fucking Nick. done. I like how Jeff was probably going to cut out all the Autobots references and you just keep making them. Like, I can't. I, I... <laughs> Megan Fox make me horny <laughs> is all Nick is thinking. So stupid fuck. Uh, yeah, I'm drinking Bush, though. Um, I am drinking um, Jeremiah Weed's iced tea uh, or sweet tea vodka with lemonade. I like it. It's really good. Andy was very... Mm-hmm. It's very the, good. Um, and we don't... The nail there. We really just don't care about what you're drinking, Nick. So we're going to move on. So, yeah, uh, we're going to be talking about something that just happened as of when we're recording this. Two days ago, right? Literally yep. two days ago. Yep. So we we're recording on Thursday, and this is actually uh, it, uh, everything that we're talking about has been released between Tuesday and today, and there is actually more stuff happening in the next few days and in the next few months about this we, topic. Yeah, I was gonna say this is something that we'll keep probably coming back to. I think it might be something that we can do little like segments on and keep releasing stuff with like within our normal. St- Within our normal stuff, it's something yeah. easy for us to be able to keep recording and doing as we do other stuff. Just keep everyone updated. It's something new we kind of wanted to try, and also we didn't really. We have a big. We, so we have the JFK thing coming up in November. We're spending a lot of our time on that, and by that, like with our research, and by that I mean I barely listen to my audiobook. So, <laughs> but I still have another full one I need to listen yeah, to. Yeah, I, I have two audiobooks, and I've listened to half of the first one, and I have to fucking slam through the second one. They're I will say, I, hours. never mind, we'll get all our opinions out during the shows. Yeah, yeah. so that's going to be a three-part series, week to week to week, that we're going to release. And that's taking up a lot of our time outside of us having full-on jobs. But this is something that we kind of wanted to try, doing something topical, and keep going back to it. And, and see- it's also, which is awful to say, but this is kind of, light like this is kind of a lighter ish like uh I as mean, of i guess kind of not really but compared as of right to now, some of the other stuff that we've yeah, done this I mean, is pretty light um compared to it yeah it's still awful but yeah it's bad it's, it's very bad, bad. It's <laughs> this up. is real bad it also ties this in with more, the whole larry nasser thing that we yeah, dealt with we earlier did. so um so oh by said, the way if you were wondering we're talking about the fucking chicago blackhawks yes so if you, and if you're like, oh, sports, don't skip away because this really doesn't have much to do with sports. It's just the Chicago Blackhawks, the NHL team. Um, this happens uh, to them. So in 2010, when they won the Stanley Cup. Uh, first time winning the Cup in 51 years. 
This is what happened. Um, so, Jeff, what was the date that uh, John Doe came out? On May 7, 2021, a lawsuit was filed in the Circuit Court of Cook County. Okay. Um, so for a little bit here, uh, we're calling the victim jo- uh, John Doe because that's what he was known as until during this dr- entire during this whole thing. We actually just found out today, Thursday, the 28th, um, what his real name is. Of October, but, by the way. Yeah, if October you guys are 28th. dumb and can't tell days apart. Um, yeah, so we <laughs> so for this first little bit, I'm going to be calling him John Doe. Um, So John Doe filed a lawsuit for sexual assault um, against one of the coaches, the video coach. Uh, I don't necessarily know exactly what his direct title was, but against Brad Aldrich. He was the video coach for the Blackhawks in 2010. And essentially what his job was, um, he would cut Cut up scout film, didn't he? Yeah, it was essentially scout film, but live. So, like, mm-hmm. he'd be watching the game in the locker room um, while the game is actually happening. And then, because the, the coaches all have headsets and stuff on, so they'd go back and be like, I want to see replay of that footage and, like, break it down. And so he'd be in the locker room during the game with a live feed, pulling video, making clips to go over stuff during the intermission. And then he would also be doing that to as, like, video footage to help train people the players i was gonna say it sounded like he also like did it throughout like the week and stuff to do yeah so he would he would put packs together for the players to be like hey see what you did here like just going over game footage um so that was his job um so john doe filed a lawsuit against the blackhawks for not handling the situation and against brad aldridge i would say they fucking didn't (laughs) yeah um now, if you guys all listen to our Larry Nasser and the USA Gymnastics episodes, mm-hmm. um, well, that's this 2.0. Yeah. So um, as a preface for this, so on Tuesday, um, the 26th, the Chicago Blackhawks held a surprise press conference um, releasing all this information that was happening and releasing the incident report from the lawyers. Um, so the, the, so I, I don't necessarily know whether we have to consider any of this allegedly or not, because the lawyers have confirmed this. So but, this, but this is, is all, been, tec- this this is is all is, still technically, yes, it is all alleged. Yes. We are still in trial. The, this incident report was done by the Chicago Blackhawks themselves hired lawyers to investigate the event. They hired Jenner and Block LLP. So <clears throat> the and also preface John McDonough was the president of the Chicago Blackhawks in 2010. He was fired uh, in April of 2020 um, for what an unknown reason. And then Joel Quinville, well, Joel Quinville was the coach at the time in 2010, and he was fired in 2018 for an unknown reason. Um, And this hurts more for fans because Joel Quinville was really the only reason why we were winning because Stan Bowman uh, has been the general manager and he is the, like, just in general, he's the worst general manager ever. He cannot do his job to save his life just from a, 
like actual general manager job. I, I think all He's Chicago a, sports fans have that exact feeling. All Chicago sports teams GMs fucking suck. It we like. hate Stan Bowman. Anyway, so the <laughs> if, owner, I, if my entire personality was based around Chicago sports, I'd just kill myself. So <laughs> true. So Rocky Wirtz, the owner of the Blackhawks, announced the surprise press conference Tuesday morning. So the press conference started. And let me scroll down. And Rocky, we love Rocky. Rocky actually had nothing to do with it. Rocky didn't know that any of this was happening until the lawsuit was filed. So, um, but the parties involved, um, we'll get into that. So, first thing that the Hawks did at their press conference, any executive that was working for the Blackhawks during the incident in 2010 that was still working for them as of Tuesday was fired yep. at one o'clock. Our move, good move. All a little of late, them. but good move. They were all fired. Um, they Then they announced that they had uh, 139 witnesses uh, through the law firm and they released the instant report, um, which we'll get into in a second um 107 fun pages yep uh (laughs) then they announced that the that they didn't want to out john doe um but what they could tell us was that john doe was a 20 year old member of the rockford ice hogs which is their the blackhawks affiliate team where they pull players up from and he was called up as a black ace and a black ace is a player that's about six players that during playoffs um they kind of pick the best six players from the affiliate team and call them the black aces and they traveled with the blackhawks to their games during the playoffs because if a player got injured or suspended or something one of the members of the black aces would step in for them is that just the term in all of hockey or no, that's black ace is the Blackhawks name. For all right. I that's, that's interesting. It's cool. as fucking name. Stan Bowman was fired. <laughs> He's the GM. He was, uh, so 2010 was his first year as GM. Um, but, and I mean, his firing was a long time coming because he's a shitty GM. This was kind of the nail in the coffin, the final nail that you're done we have a better reason than just you suck to fire you. The assistant, well, this doesn't matter, but the assistant GM was is now the interim GM. The Blackhawks released a, let, a statement, like a letter statement to the fans, kind of saying, here's the link to the instant report. We're like, we fucked up and we're very sorry. And we're taking actions to fix the situation so it never happens again. Hmm. Um, then the Black the NHL fined the Blackhawks two million dollars um, for their lack of being able to do anything in 2010, which uh, half of it is going to fund local organizations in and around the Chicagoland area to provide counseling and training and support and assistance to survivors of sexual and other forms of abuse. Yeah. Um, so that 
was the press conference, essentially. Um, then I will and, say the NHL so far has handled this pretty fucking well. Yes, and and even like the Blackhawks have now handled this very well. I would, I think, out of all organizations, I think NHL has always handled situations of any seriousness probably um, the best. And when we get into it, it's this is going to be one of those fine lines of players versus Blackhawks versus just the executives of the front office of the Blackhawks. You also like, have to realize, like, oh, this seems like a lot of people are involved in this. The NHL doesn't – like, everyone that was a part of this didn't fucking talk. Yeah. Like, they just took it with them wherever they went. They were just exactly. like, we don't talk about this again, and they left. So so then after the press conference, the uh, NHL has come forward, and uh, Joel Quinville, who is now the head coach of the Florida Panthers, as of the recording – And uh, the Winnipeg Jets general manager, Kevin Shaveldayoff. I don't know. It's a Russian last name. I was going to say, sounds like a very nice Russian last name. It's a Russian last name. Um, But they were Nick, you speak fluent Russian, right? (laughs) Uh, Give me a couple bottles of vodka and maybe. That's Um, how that works, right? So... Kevin was a executive that knew about this incident and Joel Quinville, the coach knew about this incident. Um, The NHL, because they are no longer with the Hawks, the Hawks can't do anything to them, but the NHL owner is investigating both of them. Isn't that the commissioner? Yeah. Uh, And he is investigating both of them and they will possibly be fired from the NHL. Um, and unable to work. And the NHL has announced that anyone that was fired because of this incident um, will not be allowed back in the NHL. Yeah, ever. they're forever suspended, um, yeah. So actually, tonight, like as we're recording, um, the meeting between Bettman and Quinville is happening. And tomorrow night, Friday, uh, Kevin, Russian name, and Bettman our meeting so by the time this episode comes out we will probably know what's happening with those two people um but just throwing that out there that just because you're no longer on the blackhawks anymore does not mean that you have escaped the situation um because yeah. the nhl is coming down you now also, why, also, why don't we break down a little bit of this well of so, what's going on around this time well first i'd like to point out the John Doe in question um, announced who he was uh, Wednesday night, and his name is Kyle Beach. Uh, Has he – I'm going to ask this question, and I feel like I'm going to be real fucking mad. Mm-hmm. Did he end up having an NHL career? No. Uh, I'm fucking mad. Um, But <laughs> – I'm fucking pissed now. He, so he was a first round 11th overall draft pick in 2008. Oh, you mean the people that typically end up in the NHL real quick? Yeah. Wild um, how that works. He, so drafted in 08 first round, um, played for the Rock, Rockford Ice Hogs affiliate team for those first couple years, was on the Black Aces. For, well, weren't the Blackhawks good those years too? Like 
I mean, would yeah, you really so expect 20, your first round pick to end up there? If 2008 you're that was good. 2008 was the year of Kane and Taves. Yeah. So, um, but he uh, he then just kind of kept playing in the AHL, and eventually moved to Europe to play professional hockey in Europe, and is currently playing for a small professional team in Germany. He's currently 31. Um, and yeah, they, the, he did an interview with TSN and they asked, you know, what has he been doing since then? And he said like, it's a lot of trauma from it. Um, but he has a support system. How could you um, ever trust uh, the fact that he kept playing? How could you ever trust the coach again? Yeah. Ever. And, um, <laughs> And for anyone being like, oh, but you're a 20-year-old dude, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he has a support system, and he plays on a team in Germany, and he's he loves his team out there. Like, this whole interview I read, and he has nothing but amazing things to say about his current team. Okay, Um. quick thing about what you said about if you question if he's a 20-year-old, and we'll get to that. Also, if you're questioning that he's a 20-year-old, and that he's a male and should be able to deal with it. How about you go fuck yourself? Yeah. Correct. Trauma's trauma. And everyone, like, that like, shit will fuck up anyone. Sexual assault and rape happen to a lot of people. Um, 40% of assault or 40% of domestic abuse is males. It happens. It's everywhere. Like that's domestic abuse. That's not even sexual assault. I don't actually know the number for sexual assault. But yes. So, so yeah. So he seems good like, i can't uh, so stress like, this he, enough this is all yet again alleged stuff we need to preface that this is alleged um yes yeah, so so now we'll get into this 107 page instant report that they released right after the press conference they right? released it during the press conference well, that was yeah, like but I mean, technically, thing, most that was people the would second team thing that they released. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, like most people wouldn't get their hands on it until after it. So. Yeah. So. I think you sent this to me like thirty seconds after the damn thing happened. Yeah, I think I got I re- had read like page four and was like, yeah, this is a topic. Um. So yeah, the coach's name is Brad Aldrich. Um. They had an incident uh this is during during the playoffs this so is round one of the playoffs this happens, they're playing they're they this leave, happens may uh ninth or 10th they were is what going, they say they have a timeline somewhere yeah so here. it's may may 9th or 10th they were going to happened. play the canucks may which i think 7th. was the championship so may no it wasn't it no, was literally was like finals. round one. Oh. Because they went on to like round two, like after it, it was a weird, yeah, I'll try to find this timeline, but it was, so this happened right after they come back from like, cause how the series works is two games at one stadium two next two at the next. And then, and then back and forth till seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, um let me it's find best this of fucking, seven. here it is. Um, so this is so Nashville. This is in between Vancouver. So round two. 
because it's Nashville series, Vancouver series, Vancouver series is where this happens. And then it's San Jose and then Philadelphia Flyers, who is that they played for the championship or yeah. Right. Flyers. Right. No, am I wrong? The Flyers are a team. Is it Philadelphia? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Philadelphia Flyers is who they played in the championship for the Stanley Cup. So this happened in the Vancouver series. So round two, right before round three. Yeah. Uh, you can find this all online if you really yes, want to take is, the time out of your life to read it. This is public. Um, Hawks have released it for everyone to read. Um, it seems pretty unedited. Like this does. This doesn't seem to be in the favor of anyone. This yeah, seems to be pretty. To be very down fair, the road. they uh, the amount of times I read the exact same information over and over again. Because yeah, these different. I mean, accounts. that's how that's how this works, though, for legal documents. It was getting annoying. I skimmed the last like twenty pages because it was the same thing. So, in terms of everything, Jeff's going to read what the Blackhawks handbook on like how to handle sexual assault like the what so the yeah so i'm going to read section f most of it i'm not going to read the last two sections but this is section f of their investigation um in this report so section f is relevant policies in 2010 the front office the coaches and the coaching staff were governed by the blackhawks team member handbook at the time the handbook had last been updated in november 2005 The handbook included a harassment policy, which, among other provisions, prohibited harassing behavior and required personnel to report harassing behavior by others. Sexual harassment was defined to include unwelcome sexual advances and requests for sexual favors when submission to or rejection of the conduct is an explicit or implicit term or condition of employment or the conduct has the purpose or effect of unreasonably interfering with an individual's work performance or creates an intimidating, hostile, or offensive working environment. Sexual harassment was also defined to include retaliation against an individual for complaining about sexually harassing behavior. The handbook provided a procedure for reporting sexual harassment and stated, all reports of sexual harassment will be promptly and thoroughly investigated and appropriate action will be taken. After the incident is investigated, you will be notified of the final decision regarding your complaint. The handbook further stated that an employee found to have sexually harassed another individual will be subject to disciplinary action, which would, which could include immediate termination from the Chicago Blackhawks. The penalty will be determined on a case-by-case basis after careful review and consideration of the specific incidents. And uh, then another thing. To uh, this- I just a little tidbit here. Um, so yeah, that didn't fucking happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the the handbook sounds like every handbook I've ever read before. Except that for the USA Gymnastics standard. one, apparently. <laughs> well, I don't think they had a handbook. So, well, well, their policy they did, wasn't it was good. In, it was written in Russian. What do you um, and then uh, another thing I just want to put in here. Um, I don't know. Like for anyone who doesn't know sports, you have a front office and you have like the sport operations and front offices, business operations, HR, marketing, um, communications, thing, things like that, like the just the business mumbo jumbo side of things. And then you have hockey operations, which is scouts, coaching, players, um, general manager, 
like that's hockey operations so uh, throughout we'll i'll we'll be going back and forth between the two john mcdonough was essentially the only person john mcdonough as the president of the club had to answer to was rocky the owner that's say, it yeah, the like, owner is yeah, the only like, one above them and and rocky is a typical owner where you know they, they own it he and hires, that's about it he hires john mcdonough to take care of it for him and he just accepts money so, like that's so really sports annoying. owners are billionaires it's just another like source of revenue to them really and it is they buy a team give team basically to someone to run the all the operations and, down from them and then when the team sucks they go up to said person and be like hey why the fuck are we doing bad because all my billionaire friends are laughing at me because my football team sucks and why can't we do something with the 50 billion dollars i've given you to work with yeah. like and so john mcdonough is like the president and then right beneath john mcdonough john mcdonough is, is the president but he also really just runs the business side of it and then you have the GM, Stan Bowman, at the time, who runs the hockey side of it. Um, but I do want to say, so we said on May 7th, 2021, was when the lawsuit was filed. I think we should put out what the charges are. So on May 7th, 2021, a lawsuit was filed in the Circuit Court of Cook County, Illinois, by John Doe, a former player in the Blackhawks organization against the Blackhawks. The lawsuit alleged two counts of negligence and one count of violating the Illinois Human Rights Act 775 ILCS 5 or 5 slash 1 dash 101, et cetera, um, involving alleged conduct in May of 2010 against Brad Aldrich. Okay. Nick, would you like to explain what that act is in the Illinois Human Rights Act? Which one? Um, uh, it is the one he just said. 775 ILCS 5 slash 1 dash 101. Yeah, obviously. That uh, do you guys don't know that one? <laughs> so essentially, um, there's Brad and John Doe or Kyle Beach's um, stories, kind of are similar and different. And here's the thing: everyone agrees that there was a sexual interaction. Like, so Brad is in, Brad Aldridge admitted to a sexual interaction with kyle um but he set claims it's consensual um but yeah it's rough and i got questions for other places too that have nothing to do with the blackhawks that were from this investigation so first person we're going to to get into is kyle's version of the story um which in the report is specifically told by his confidant yes um Essentially, uh, to make a long, long, gruesome thing much shorter. I will hold on. If you, I will fucking read it. This is it's I, very if, long. <laughs> for the the one from the confident isn't. I'm well. I was starting with uh, with a John Doe. Wait, where the fuck am I? Oh, Page I'm 24. on B. That's my bad. Yep. Okay. If I'm on, I'm on the wrong one. Okay, so John Doe. His, what happened, I'm not going to get into the dates and all that. That's kind of in, uh, essentially, uh, Kyle was asked to go to, like, by Brad to go to Brad's apartment. 
um, which was not like that. This was a normal thing. He is the video coach. You like he he would put the videos up on his TV. Like this is a thing that would happen. Like to everyone. Also, like, you're a you're an AHL player wanting to get into the NHL. Yeah, you brought up to the NHL for the playoffs. You would take any opportunity to for, try to prove and, how good you are. And Quinville was telling, like, telling Brad, like, "Hey, help these kids out. Like, help them get to the NHL. Come on, like, put together footage. Like, help them." And so they had been traveling. Brad doesn't travel with the team really. Um, sometimes he does. Sometimes he doesn't, um, because most of his job is looking at video. So it's, he's not necessary to be there. Um, so they had been traveling he offered all of the black aces hey you want to like come to my place I'll make a home cooked meal watch some games like go over some things like it will be fine everyone was kind of hung over not really wanting to do anything like partying because you're the black aces and it's like when am I going to get called up like well, like I want to but I'm not so we're just going to get drunk every night you're also in the second round of the playoffs, like, woo. yeah, like, um, you're actually doing well, which is something you haven't been doing for 51 years. It's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um and we're not yeah, doing, God. and they're not doing again. So, but so Kyle was the only one that was like, sure, like, I'll go, like, and went. Brad cooked him a home cooked meal, like normal. These are all normal things that happen. Yeah. And then he also uh, had multiple alcoholic drinks during the dinner. He did, which uh, he, he isn't sure. And is not saying that he, Brad did this, but he thinks he might've been drugged during this. I don't know. He drank like three. I, I guess I shouldn't say anything. This is alleged. He drank three to four. Everyone do with that information, what you want. Um, but so Brad had a futon. He didn't have an actual couch. Um, so he goes and takes a futon and he lowers it to like for a 45 degree angle or it was from what 75. It, from what it says, it's already at like a 75% laid down. Yeah. It's, it's mostly laid down. They stack pillows up and he's like, yeah, let's just get comfortable. Like, chill out and as a hockey player who just gives no fucks and likes to sleep a lot this checks out to me like i'll watch hockey games laying down like this isn't like a weird thing in our world um we lazy what do you want yeah um okay so brad then goes to change a channel and switches it to porn and immediately goes, oops, clicks back. Eh, sorry about that. I guess you know what I was watching last night. Um, you know, laugh, haha, sure. Brad's 25 or 27, I think. And Kyle is 20. We all watch porn. Like, <laughs> okay. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, all right, Nick. <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> um also we've done that to be fair we have <laughs> we, done that Fritz have done that um then a little bit later does it again but leaves the porn on 
for like 10 seconds, like longer than it should be on as an accident. Oh, sorry about that again. And a little bit later, he puts it on again. And this time it's like 30 to 45 seconds. Switches it back. And then at one point, he turns the porn on and leaves it on. He then, Brad, puts his hand down his pants and starts to play with himself. And is like, hey, like, do it too. Like, put your hand down your pants too. Like, haha, we're having a good time. Kyle's like, no, I don't, no thanks. I'm, I don't, I'm good. Man. I don't want to do that. But he's feeling a little sloshy. He's, so he's just laying there. Brad's like, come on, come on, come on, and pushes him. Kyle's like, fine. He just puts his hand down his pants, and, like, grabs his own balls. He's like, fine, you happy now? Like, I put my hand down my pants, pulls his hand out. And then Brad kind of rolls onto his side and puts his hand on Kyle's thigh and then leans in to kiss him. So Kyle punched Brad in the eye. <laughs> Just straight up. Valid reaction. Punched him yeah. in the face. Brad got up and Brad had done some things with the Cubs and had like those skinny little baseball bats that for souvenirs no was it that small one yes it was it just said a mini one yeah it was they i read somewhere else that it was the it was the skinny little baby one like the the ones are only like a foot and a half long it's so an odd thing to use as a weapon i mean you could do damage that's just what he had next to the couch and went and stood up in front of kyle and said and i quote according to kyle I'm reading a quote. <laughs> if you don't lay down and act like you enjoy it, I'll make sure you never play in the NHL or walk again. Yeah, it's in the report too from the investigation. <laughs> or walk again. Yeah. yeah, while holding this bat. All right. Um, then Brad got on top of him and started to forcefully kiss him and shoved his tongue into Kyle's mouth. After about disclaimer, this is going to be some real tough shit that we're going to. It's all alleged. Everything we're talking about is alleged, but everything that's going to be said is disclaimer. It gets a little. This is this is according to Kyle. So, um, after approximately thirty seconds, Kyle began to gag on Brad's tongue because it was too fat. I did air quotes there for people said because there's quote there's quotes around too fat. Um. Uh, Kyle recalled that Brad said something to the effect of maybe you'll like this with my fat tongue and then began to blow Kyle. He proceeded to give him oral sex, yes. Brad continued to perform oral sex, uh, only stopping to ask if Kyle was enjoying it. And then only stopped once Kyle had ejaculated into Brad's mouth. Uh, and to which Brad said that Kyle must have liked it because he ejaculated. Um, and that means that Brad had admitted that he was gay. And he says, that means that you're also gay. Uh, and remember, this is 2010. We've come a long way in the past 11 years. Not far enough, but a long way. This is a major insult 
in 2010 to a straight, straight guy playing white, hockey. Yeah. yeah, like a straight like like this is a pretty big insult to say to someone back then. Even so, even <clears throat> even if it's not an insult, like even if like the insult that you look at as it like from like the 90s or whatever, like that insult, it's still just an attack on your identity. Yeah. That is uncalled for and just it, like when it's I told Nick that he was fat early, like I wouldn't say yeah. Um it's an attack on your identity. You're fat. I mean, I don't right. yeah, all, all right. right. No, that's this a little funny. This I feel better. bad now. Yeah. No, um right. then Brad told Kyle to roll over, and Brad got on top of Kyle and said something to the effect of, Don't worry, I won't put it in you, and then proceeded to dry hump and masturbate until brad ejaculates it on uh kyle's back he then from what i remember because this is very vivid in my mind he then proceeded to wipe it off of his back he got up he said i can't remember what he said but he got up and he walked into his bedroom or bathroom to do something i don't think it was ever determined what he got in there to do and Kyle is what John Doe. I only know him as John Kyle, Doe. I didn't, Kyle, I didn't see Kyle okay. Beach is John Doe. So Kyle, so Kyle then proceeded to grab all his clothes to change as quickly as possible and ran out as well, fast as possible. Ran and, down. Just ran. And also, as Brad was going to the bathroom, he said, you can't tell anyone about this. It is our little secret. No one can find out or I'll make sure you never play in the NHL. That is the thing that, yes, that was the thing that I was referring to that was said before Kyle grabbed all the shit and ran. Um, <clears throat> yes. So this is just Kyle's perspective. We're going to go but, into yeah. more people's perspectives here. Um, but yes, that, that is the explanation of the incident um, on Kyle's part. Um, a few days later, Kyle called a buddy, which they have an exact date for because it was happened to be that buddy's wedding anniversary. Not really. John Doe's confident. Not I, really important. I can read this whole thing. It's a sure. I can read this pretty quick. All right. So this is what's in the report for John Doe's confident. This is yet again the story said by. This them. is yeah. This is his confident. His, uh, it is Kyle's buddy from the perspective of the conversation that Kyle had with him. So this is still kind of Kyle's point of view. An individual who will refer to... How, you know who this we is like a page to, and a half, right? Yeah, I can okay. read pretty quick. An individual who we will refer to as John Doe's confident recalled receiving a phone call from John Doe on May 17, 2010. On that date, the Blackhawks and the Black Aces were in San Jose, and it was an off day between Game 1 and Game 2 against the San Jose Sharks. The Confident was certain of the date of the call because he received the call on the day of the Confident's wedding anniversary, a point we've confirmed by receiving from the Confident a photograph of his wedding invitation. When interviewed, the Confident stated that John Doe could barely speak and was crying throughout the May 17th phone call. The Confident stated that he intentionally initially wondered to himself whether John Doe had been in a car accident and asked John Doe to catch his breath. The confident recalled John Doe stating that he had something difficult to tell him and then described a sexual encounter involving Aldrich. 
The confident recalled John Doe telling him that Aldrich, John, sorry, let me use commas correctly in this one. The confident recalled John Doe telling him that Aldrich, John Doe, and a handful of teammates were recently out together in Chicago. The confident recalled John Doe explaining that Aldrich and John Doe separated from the group with a woman and the three individuals went to Aldrich's, Aldrich's apartment. The confidant recalled John Doe stating that he had sexual relations with the woman while Aldrich watched from a corner where he was masturbating. The woman then left Aldrich's apartment. The confidant further recalled John Doe describing a second interaction with Aldrich during the May 17, 2010 phone call. Although in a second interview, the confidant stated that he was uncertain whether it was a separate evening John Doe was describing or a continuation of the events that occurred after the woman left Aldrich's apartment. The confident recalled John Doe saying that he and Aldrich watched hockey highlights together and Aldrich repeatedly flipped the video to pornography before saying whoops and flipping the video back to hockey highlights. The confident recalled John Doe telling him that John Doe had two or three alcoholic drinks and did not feel well. John Doe told the confident that he felt he next relaxed on a futon in Aldrich's apartment and fell asleep. John Doe said the confident that uh, when he woke up, Aldrich was on top of him and trying to or directly performing, performing oral sex on John Doe. The confident recalled John Doe saying that he tried to push Aldrich's bat and Aldrich grabbed a Chicago Cubs souvenir bat or souvenir hockey stick and threatened to hit John Doe with the bat or stick or did hit him with the batter's stick. The confident recalled that John Doe said he could not come to and explain to the confident that he felt that he was under the influence to a greater extent than the alcohol that he had consumed. The confident recalled that John Doe and Aldrich continued to perform oral sex on John Doe, masturbated and ejaculated on John Doe. John Doe told the confident that he felt threatened by Aldrich, disgusted, and that he wanted to leave. According to the confident, Aldrich informed John Doe that he, if he told anyone he was quote-unquote done and would never play in the NHL and play an NHL game. When interviewed, the confident did not recall whether John Doe stayed at Aldrich's apartment after the encounter. The confident further recalled that John Doe stated that he did not know did not know why he felt he could not get off the futon in Aldrich's apartment, but he felt that he did not have the physical strength to do so. The confident recalled asking John Doe to further explain how he could not fight off Aldrich and, remi and reminded John Doe that he fights for a living, quote unquote. The confident recalled that John Doe responded that he was in and out of consciousness and mentioned to the confident that possibly of having been drugged. The confident also recalled telling John Doe that John Doe's parents should know about the incident Confidant, confident, recalled John Doe stating that he did not want anyone to know, including his parents. The confident recalled asking John Doe for permission to speak to the Blackhawks, which John Doe granted. This further, this point is further addressed below. Um, so that is the extent of what is in the report. So now we have a mystery woman involved in this that, which that does seem to show up in everyone's story in a different way. Yeah, uh, which Kyle did not have in his version of the story, um, which is no, what he which did. Is, he said he talked to her that they were going to his apartment from a bar, but she left before she even got to the apartment. Like they were going to be walking oh, yeah, up, and like he said was... that he chased her down the hallway when she decided to leave, and then like he talked to her for a little bit, and she left anyways. Yeah, so she wasn't really like a major factor in the situation at all in his whereas story. whereas in his story other people he she is 
Um, <clears throat> so you do have to yet again, everything's alleged. You do have to kind of think about he, he is a hockey player. They are kind of known to fight. Not that all of them are good at it, but I mean, you're a hockey player. Like you probably have the ability to fight in some way, shape or form. Um, not saying that changes anything. I'm just saying I understand where they brought that up and why they would have brought that up. Well, and also think back to 2010. Mm-hmm. 2010. <laughs> like, I try not to. This is a situation that like weren't you in like happen. eighth grade? Yeah, I was in eighth grade. That was literally <laughs> I don't remember middle school for reasons. Um. So so now we're going on to Brad Aldrich's version of the story. Um which literally the very first sentence is Aldridge provided a different version of the encounter with John Doe, including his view that the encounter was consensual. Um, yep. And so Aldridge had come out to a few people that he was gay. Remember 2010. So only a few, like it, it seems like he wasn't necessarily um hiding that he was gay but he was also telling people that he was sleeping with a lot of women too like leaning more into the bisexual terms but came out to a few people that he was just gay brad says that people were supportive everyone he was telling was very supportive of him so good on those people aldridge stated that he felt threatened by john doe and worried that john doe is going to reveal his sexual orientation to others uh and that he felt that John Doe asked questions that made him feel uncomfortable. Okay. <laughs> uh, despite stating that he felt concerned that John Doe would reveal his sexual orientation, Aldridge also stated that leading up to the night of the sexual encounter, Aldridge experienced what he believed to be flirtatious interactions between him and John Doe. A lot of mixed feelings there. Yeah, which I'm already like, how do you think that he's flirting with you at the same time afraid that he's going to I mean I guess back then maybe you don't really maybe he like it was like again, everything's alleged everything's alleged also they're recounting maybe John something Doe, from 11 years ago yes allegedly so. uh, maybe like John Doe is also a closeted homosexual and he's like this is he's like maybe he's homosexual too maybe he's not okay with me being homosexual we're talking like maybe it's just like a weird form but, of emotions for yeah. him like, but also john doe stated that he did not recall a conversation about aldrich's sexual orientation <laughs> well that will also change things but that's why it's um, allegedly so they uh aldrich states that uh him and john uh, he he was friends. Brad was friends with uh, the woman, who is just known as the woman throughout this report. Um, first, um, and that they were at a bar, and him and Kyle were socializing and drinking with this woman together because Brad was already friends with her. Um, the late in the evening, the three of them left the bar and went to Brad's apartment. Brad recalled that uh, the three of them played strip poker and that the, oh. that the game two dudes. two dudes and her um, and that the game ended with none of them wearing clothes. Uh, <clears throat> then the three individuals started kissing and engaging in oral sex with her. So never guy on guy, but 
the two guys on her. But the woman that, also the woman that the woman has it, a report, but it says that she says that Aldridge did not participate. That was just her and Kyle. Yeah. Uh, but Brad says he thought the night was fun and playful. And at some point during this encounter, the woman left uh, after he believed that she started to menstruate. Uh, with, um, in the what I read, it said that he, he made her bleed. That's her version. Yeah, my in, bad. In Brad's version, he thought she started to menstruate. Um, and then uh, after she left his apartment, Kyle did not put his clothes back on. And that Kyle started playing porn on his phone. Oh, Kyle, are you getting this stuff? Because I'm reading this reporting this on here. I'm on page 32. The at the very top. That? Oh, yep. Nope. Yeah, it is actually right there. Yeah, never mind. You're right. <laughs> uh, Brad recalled that they sat on the futon uh, and both began to masturbate while watching porn on Kyle's phone. And then Brad turned to Kyle and asked if it was time to take this to the next step. Uh, Brad states they vividly remembers Kyle's response, saying that Kyle said, I've always wanted to try it. Uh, then he performed oral sex uh, while Kyle gave him a hand job, and that Kyle then stayed the night at Brad's place. Uh, he says that he never had the sense that Kyle wanted to stop, nor did he tell brad to stop um and that he also says that kyle was not unconscious when it was happening and that there were no drugs involved um and he did not recall anything from the next morning involving kyle 11 years ago cool <laughs> i get the next morning thing also brad's version of the story is the only one that goes like this <laughs> Um, everyone else's is kind of in Kyle's favor. So yes, so that's Brad's version of the story. That was consensual. Um, and as you can tell, no one here is denying that Brad gave Kyle a blowjob and that sexual acts were happening. I mean, the woman states that she wasn't like when she was around, nothing. Correct. But for the actual incident. Yeah. Both Brad and Kyle both kind of agree on the acts, somewhat of Brad's actions. Yeah. Um, so now we have the woman. Jeff, do you want to do the woman? Um, I we'll just go. We, we can go back and forth. Have you read oh, this yeah. far yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The woman's where I ended. Okay. So, yeah. Um, the woman who came to Aldrich's apartment was located in an interview. She, she provided an account that collaborated certain aspects of John Doe's and Aldrich's accounts and differed in certain respects as well. Am I, am I going to keep going? I did. What, I, what do you want to do? I thought like. You said back that, and forth. I don't know what. Well, because I did John Doe and Brad and you did. Oh, you want me to just finish this? Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you don't have to read the thing word for word, but. Oh, well, I mean, it's a report. <laughs> I feel like I should. <laughs> um, Thorne recalled that she first met Aldrich at a bar in Chicago where 
he and certain hockey hockey players socialized. The woman stated that she and Aldrich texted occasionally, and she intentionally believed Aldrich, or initially believed Aldrich to be nice. The woman uh, recalled only one occasion where she and Aldrich socialized with each other outside of the bar. The woman recalled that on this night, she was drinking with Aldrich and an individual whom she believed to be John Doe at the bar in Chicago. She stated that she, Aldrich, and John Doe may have traveled to a second location, but she did not recall with certainty. The next event the woman recalled was Aldrich asking her, why don't we come back to my condo? She then stated that she accepted Aldrich's invitation. She stated that she went to Aldrich's residence with Aldrich and John Doe, and they watched ESPN. Um, all right, to kind of short form this. Um, after this, she recalled that someone who she thought was Aldrich um, asked if she wanted to watch pornography. She declined. They then played Irish poker, and then John Doe and Aldrich engaged in oral sex with her. But they didn't. She believe she did not believe that they engaged in oral sex with each other, kiss each other, or touch each other's genitals. So none. It was all on her, but nothing between the two of them. Um, she also stated that she did not see either of them ejaculate or masturbate during it. Um, she recalls that Aldrich wanted to record a video during the interaction, and she declined. She also recalled that John Doe was nice to her during the interaction. Um, at some point during the interaction, Aldrich scratched her and start, and she started to bleed. Um, then she stated that when Aldrich scratched her, she realized she did not want to be at Aldrich's residence and decided to leave. Well, uh, that, re- so that kind of like they just gloss over that. I feel like was the scratch like on her in her, was like, it, yeah, like was it an accidental scratch or was it roughhousing to an extreme? How bad extent? of a scratch? Well, like. like intense bleeding and like like if she says that brad did this to her and brad's like well no she was menstruating like <laughs> like what yeah i don't know there's some weird <laughs> yeah um she recalled that aldrich was aggressive and told her that she should stay the night at his residence and in his bed um she stated that after turning down his request for her to sleep in the bedroom she waited in the building lobby for 45 minutes for a taxi um, neither John Doe or Aldrich came to the lobby while she waited for a taxi. Um, she does describe Aldrich as the instigator of events that occurred in her presence that evening. And when interviewed, the woman stated nothing about John Doe following her and she did not enter Aldrich's apartment. Um, and she made clear she did. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John Doe followed. Oh, my God. Hold on. When interviewed, the woman stated nothing about John Doe following her after she did not enter John, uh, Aldrich's apartment, and she made clear she did enter Aldrich's apartment and had a sexual encounter with Aldrich and John Doe. Um, she never spoke to John Doe again after this, and, but she does say that she saw Aldrich in Chicago once, and he had told her that he had left the Blackhawks. Nick, what are your thoughts on this? Right now, right now, I'm I'm hearing a lot of he said he said. Um, I feel like it, it, it's it's your again it's your classic he said he said. Um, there there's no witnesses. All I mean, all three of them have different stories. Yeah. Um. Um. John Doe says like... she was never there. Aldrich says that he was that John Doe was willing, and then she says that 
John Doe was I super nice it, to her and she left I after find Aldrich was it interesting how Kyle says that she was never there. I don't think it it, it takes away from his story or his credibility, but it's interesting. I mean, it's something like that should be looked at. Also, further. the thing that it's also weird, eleven years. Yet again, so. allegedly, the weird thing to me is that she is in his story, though. You think about like being drugged, like eleven years later. You, if you were drugged, like you might remember a woman, but you might not know what part of the fucking story she played in there. Uh, yet again, all allegedly. That's just a wild aspect yeah. for that I'm just throwing um, out there. I'm not saying that's true whatsoever, but that's just a random thing I'm saying. So then, you know, moving on from this, um, Brad was sending uh, naked photos of himself to other players. Um, he was harassing an intern at the front office. He also goes on from here to have like a multiple other coaching jobs oh, at like the University yeah, of Notre yeah, yeah. Dame. Oh, my. Miami, Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it sounds like there's some things that happen does, there too. And uh, the lady, the intern that he was harassing, was with HR, and HR, like it got brought up, and everyone was following their chain of command all the way up to the top. And there was a meeting between John McDonough, Stan Bowman, Joel Quinville, the Kyle Russian name guy and other executives about the situation quinville's take on the situation was we are winning right now we are in the middle of playoffs we have sucked for 51 years like this is an incident that isn't affecting the team itself can we not take this public to deter from the like the amazing thing that the team is doing right now and this historical moment that we're having to which everyone was like yeah no like you're kind of right like okay like this the team has nothing to do with this incident let's deal with this on our own after the playoffs um and john mcdonough said i'll handle it now here's so if you're wondering we're talking about this because he never fucking did yeah um now here's the thing like we can put blame on the like okay joel quinville really shitty should have fucking handled it i can also see where his mind was going of this really has like this is like the nhl the hawks themselves they don't know that this is happening we want to put pressure on these players for something that they're not involved in no you should not be handling this though. What he was wrong, but I can understand. Like I can see where he's what he's trying to go for. His thought process is like I, something I, can, I think normal people could see. No one would agree that it's okay though. Correct. Like it is one hundred percent still wrong, but I see what his thought process is. And so, and Stan Bowman, the GM. This is his first year as a GM. His boss says, "I'll handle it." All the executives hear John McDonough say, I'll handle this. So they never follow up. That was their mistake because they never followed up. McDonough hid the whole thing. (laughs) McDonough swept this under the rug and did nothing about it. So I, he is more at fault to me than anyone else in the situation because everyone's looking to their superior who promises he's going to take care of this thing. 
Yeah. And then, I mean, uh, HR went and they went to uh, Brad and they said, you have two options. Resign now. And this is like right after we won the cup. Resign now or we will do an investigation and figure out what the hell is going on. Because according to HR, McDonough's handling it. And no one's really made that big of a deal of this thing. Kyle hasn't gone to them. Not like, so they're like, all right. So Brad accepts the resignation. Brad then continues to celebrate with the Blackhawks for the rest of the summer because he his name's on the Stanley Cup. Yeah, he gets paid and gets he, has, he stays celebrate. on salary for he a is, while. He is on the Stanley Cup. Brad is a coach that won the he Stanley has a Cup. Ring. Everything. The, the and, Stanley Cup ends up in his hometown so he can celebrate with it. Yeah. Then he, and really the rest of it with the Hawks is John McDonough sweeps this whole thing under the rug and does nothing, and none of the executives follow up. Um, Brad then, because no investigation happens, got other jobs at other colleges and high schools. Um and actually went to jail for nine months with five years probation for sexually assaulting a minor at one of his high schools. Yep. Um, when they were doing this report, the lawyers reached out to all of his schools. University of Notre Dame was the only ones who declined to release any information about Brad's it's time there or anything the- else. So what the fuck is Notre Dame hiding? I'm going to really quickly Google if anything's come out about the Quinville thing while we're... So it's all allegedly, and I'm not trying to put... I'm not saying any of them are right, because yet again, we don't know. I'm not saying anyone's story is specifically right, but how the Blackhawks handled this is 100% wrong. It is stupid. It time, is bad. It is how dark. they've Sorry, how they've yes, at the time. is very good. At yes, the time... Sorry. John at McDonough's the time of this happened, bad. Really fucking bad. It's stupid. Oh, it's horrible. Like to update, 47 minutes ago, Joel Quinville has resigned as coach from the Florida Panthers. Joel Quinville is out of the NHL. Well, from the beginning oh. to the end of us recording this episode, things have already changed. <laughs> Joel Quinville is no longer. Yeah. So let me, let me look at CBS Sports really quick. Quick update. Um see what the, he had to say we'll keep you guys updated too as much as we like things develop we'll put out little snippets of things whether it's just adam recording it and not editing it and just sending it out we'll just release stuff about this something we want to stay on top of it's an interesting story um that i think needs to be out there so he did not give a statement but the f- NHL and the Panthers released statements saying that following a meeting today with Commissioner Bettman at National Hockey League offices, which was part of the league's process to decide how to move forward, Joel made the decision to resign and the Florida Panthers have accepted his resignation. Um, Bettman stated that all parties agreed it was no longer appropriate that Quinville continued to serve as Florida's head coach. Um, and that the NHL will not pursue any further action against Quinville at the moment, but he might face some if he attempts to get back into the league, should he wish to re-enter the league in some capacity in the future, 
I will require a meeting with him in advance in order to determine the appropriate conditions under which such new employment might take place. Um, oh, he did. Basically, he's not getting in. Yeah, he did. Uh, Quinville did release a statement. Sorry, it's deep regret. Uh, I want to express my sorrow for the pain this young man, Kyle Beach, has suffered. My former team, the Blackhawks, failed Kyle, and I own share of that. I want to reflect on how all this happened and take the time to educate myself and then on ensuring hockey spaces are safe for everyone. Someone, I feel like someone wrote that for him. Uh, I mean, Quinville's also <laughs> a very well, like he's he can speak well. Not like me. He's literate. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, as of right now, it, it's a bad situation. It sounds like from what we like what he said. It sounds like everyone kind of gets a general synopsis of where this is going to be going. I think um, this is this, this will be in trial 100%. Something's... This is going into trial and this will get worse for the NHL before it gets better. Um I have a feeling that the NHL whether it be in front of the scenes or behind the scenes will be doing some kind of research into hey, every organization. NHL's, NHL's already doing better than the NFL. Fucking Deshaun Watson has 22 plus fucking serious allegations against him and he's still on an NFL roster because the the NFL doesn't have enough evidence to do anything. He has 22 fucking allegations. Fucking suspend him. Yeah. You don't, like, have, to, you don't have to kick him out yet. What's the commissioner's name? Roger They're, Goodell. Fucking, he's literally a horrible piece of Yeah, he's not great. Person. He's bad. He's actually horrible. Pretty bad. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's is... that's all I got is just it's a bad situation. I hope. I, I, I just hope see... we get the truth. I don't. After however Quindle's it goes. resignation. Um, well, and the more people who are resigning because of this, the more I continue to be on Kyle's side of it. That people truth, are yeah. understanding that this is bad. And the fact that uh, Brad has already been to jail and on probation for sexually assaulting a minor. It's doesn't get it. Everything's case. alleged. It's not looking good. <laughs> yeah. But I, I hope the I truth think, comes out and everything works out in the tomorrow, best way possible. Kevin's going to be, uh, he's going to resign too. I don't think this is going <laughs> to. This yeah. isn't going to be fun for anyone. And but, yeah, so we'll keep everyone updated. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, I hope the truth comes out and everything works out in the best way possible for after how shittily this went for the past 11 years. Mm-hmm. So, Nick, you got anything before we wrap this shit the fuck up? Uh, Thank God John when... McDonough is no Hold on. Uh, don't, do, don't do your professionals thing. I still got to do the whole plug. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I wasn't going to. <laughs> I was literally, I was going to say like, as much as like like I said, I don't like when people if you don't show something, that means you're guilty. That's not the mindset I like. Um that being said, when people start just abandoning ship like rats on a fucking boat, there's something there. Yeah. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. It's not looking good. It's it's looking like it's gonna end up where we everyone thinks it's gonna go, but I'm not gonna say it's going there because we don't know. Yeah. Um so yeah, I mean, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks for letting us try out this new kind of just doing something a little bit different with this and doing something that's topical something that's happening as we're talking about it honestly as we're recording this (laughs) things are happening um but if you like the podcast go down in the description our link trees down there first link is going to be to our podbean top right corner podbean is become a patron pay one dollar three dollar more one dollar you get taskmaster special and to join our discord at three dollar level, you get the unedited of these podcasts. All drunken juries, our regular podcasts, all unedited. You get all the bullshit. And then 
the rest of our link trees, just our social medias, go like, talk, shout, fucking talk to us, comment on things, do whatever. Also, rate us. Getting us ratings will actually help us in the long run. And we we, we want to be interactive. Like, just there's no one to interact with other than the one guy who tried to call us out. And then I think we kind of ruined that. So, um, <laughs> maybe if we we're more entertaining, that, though, maybe. Maybe yeah. it'd be better. Well, we can't be overly entertaining. We fucking suck. <laughs> Nick, that's on you. Yeah. yeah no, it's... <laughs> I don't know what you want from me. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, I don't know what... I don't know what I'm really supposed to do with that. Um, I mean, I don't know. That's kind of really... Do better. The end of my, that's really the end of my spiel. <laughs> I know. I know. Professional self-standards. I'm depressed now. Thank you. I'm, uh, thank you. I now hate Chicago sports even oh, more. Oh, by the way, a lot, of, hey. a lot of people were yelling at a lot of players, uh, for... Players like, literally don't know anything. Well, so, some people like. assumed everyone knew, and other people had no fucking clue what was going on. It was very weird, but at the same time, they were making fun of him, which is very wrong. I don't agree with, um, but people are yelling at them for using terms like... Uh, the derogatory F word for gay and remember this is 2010 that was more socially acceptable than it is now but doing it is wrong completely but let's calm down a little bit also none of those players are still playing everyone's yelling at Kane and Tapes who didn't know so <laughs> it's a rough topic but yeah I mean go to our link tree follow us on social medias go join our page Patreon we get your patron on Podbean. It'll be a good time. We out here trying to have good times after we talk about really bad times like this. Nick, you got anything? I'm never here for a good time. Yeah, no one is. It's it's a long time. Well, I hope everyone has a good time. We're not. <laughs> nope.